0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: Welcome to the 15th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. Please do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and drop a five-star rating. Give me a follow on Twitter to share all your thoughts and comments with me and talk about coming on as a potential guest at It's R.A. Coon, that's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. As you know, we finish every episode of the Pulling Tart podcast with our guest's favorite walk-up song. I made a Spotify playlist that I will continue to update after I record each episode. Just search pulling tarp on Spotify and it'll be there with all the other episodes of the podcast. With that being said, I'd like to welcome on a good friend of mine, Emmett Ackerman. Emmett is the clubhouse manager for the Delmarva Shorebirds, low A affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles, and works for the Orioles during spring training. Emmett has also worked with the Beloit Snappers and the Vermont Lake Monsters, affiliates of the Oakland Athletics. Can't wait to catch up with my buddy Emmett right after this break. Emmett, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. How are you coping with everything that's going on, and are you ready for whenever the season may start?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Bobby. I'm excited to do this, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a strange time right now. You know, I'm ready ready to get things back rolling here as soon as we can. All
1: right, so you live in Vermont during the off-season. That's where you're from. Uh, So you're ready to just get in the car and drive to Maryland or Florida or or wherever they say as soon as they say there's baseball
0: yeah yeah I mean it's the end of May now so you know the weather's starting to get nice up here but you know if they tell me I gotta be in Florida on Saturday I'm I'm popping in the car right now so
1: all right fantastic so we've known each other for a while now but tell the listeners how you got into minor league baseball
0: uh, all right. So, back 2014, going to school at Castleton University, uh, sports administration major, and uh, I, I needed a uh, internship to graduate. Uh, no idea what I wanted to do. Still don't know what I want to do. But uh, me either. Man. So, was, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm looking around for internships. And I'm I'm just emailing everyone up here in the Northeast, thinking I kind of want to do something with equipment management. So I emailed the Lake Monsters, you know, some D-League, NBA D-League teams, and anyone up here. And the Lake Monsters, uh, you know, they reached back out to me, said that, you know, there might be a position, you know, helping out in the clubhouse for that summer and worked out perfectly. I had a couple of buddies that went to the University of Vermont, so I had a place to stay. And before you know it, I was up there working in the clubhouse uh, for that 2014 season. Perfect,
1: perfect. And then um, you... We met in Wisconsin. How did you get that yeah. position?
0: Yeah, so I went went back to the uh the Lake Monsters for a second year, um and then I ended up getting uh uh or getting done with school in December of 2015. Um and then that's when uh, I got a call from Beloit saying that they were looking for, you know, a clubhouse manager being, you know, another athletic uh or Oakland affiliate, you know. Kind of <laughs> connections there so it was like you know perfect i got done with school early could have, could have stayed and gone back to the lake monsters but a full season team worked out perfect so hopped in the car and drove out to wisconsin
1: <laughs> all right that was certainly some good times and then um and then you came to Marva, um and you thought you were out of baseball and i reeled you back in uh <laughs> yeah I
0: couldn't, I couldn't stop following you you know you you left wisconsin i couldn't stay out there without you so
1: well it just so happened that um i had just i moved to uh Marva to be closer to home i grew up on the east coast clearly in pennsylvania and um the general manager kept on saying like oh i got to find a home clubhouse manager and i was like you know what i know a pretty darn good one and uh so the rest is history your resume spoke for itself and your experience spoke for itself clearly so i just i just put a little birdie in his ear and uh you've been you've been with the shorebirds this will be your fourth season
0: right yeah yeah fourth year all
1: right perfect and uh so you go to spring training every year what's what's that experience like
0: I, it's fun. It's fun. Um, you know, living down in Sarasota for two two and a half months, can't really beat that, especially that time of year, spring break. Right. 10 minutes to Siesta the Key. Ooh. You know, not not complaining about that, but uh you know, it's spring training, it's a grind, you know, 10, 12-hour days every day, no days off, but it's it's good. It's unique cuz you know, being that I've been with the Orioles now for 4 years. You know, you have guys that you worked with back in 2017 that you know not—they're not necessarily at your affiliate anymore, but you get to see them every year and get right. caught up with them. You know, I think of like guys like like Chris Clare, like I had oh, him yeah. my first year, great dude. You know, and I only see him uh, only only time I get to see him is on spring training, so it's right. nice to get caught up with with guys you know you worked with in the past, and of course all the other staff members. You know, guys like Marty, you know, and athletic trainers that you worked with in the past—they're just you never even worked with them at an affiliate, but. You get you get to know them at spring training so it's just it's a grind but it's good to see people you know get get everyone from the organization in one one location
1: absolutely and so i don't know we might be breaking barriers here i don't know if a clubhouse manager has ever been uh been interviewed for a podcast before you're certainly the first one that i've had on this show and I don't think a lot of fans realize what goes into that title and that position. Um, can you so can you just kind of go into detail about the duties of being a clubhouse manager?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I get that question all the time. People ask what are you do, and I said a clubhouse manager, and they're like, "Well, what is that?" And you know, it's to put it in simple terms, it's 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 an equipment manager.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's just you know baseball. It's different, so call it something else, call it clubhouse. Right. Um, you know, kind of like soccer, you know, they, the equipment managers are called kit men because you know, the uniforms are called kits, you know, right. overseas. So okay. it's just, just a unique unique name for an equipment manager, but I do a lot more than that. You know, clubhouse managers, we wear a lot of different hats. Um, you know, it's it's everything from laundry, anything with equipment, setting up the fields, rubbing up baseballs. But then also it's, you know, managing a food budget and making sure the team's fed right. pre and post game meals. Um, it's uh, running errands for the team. Um, and it's even, you know, if, if the sink breaks in the training room, you know, I put put on the hard hat and you go become the handyman. So right. it's a little bit of everything. Um but you know that keeps that keeps it interesting. It's something different every day, even though you know baseball is the same thing every day. It seems like in my role, it's something different every
1: day. Right, right. And um, you for, you for, you left out uh, texting the media guy uh, walk up songs as soon as the gates open. You, yeah, you left yeah, that part yeah. out. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, well, you know, you know, guys, guys go out to BP and they hear a new song, and or they're lifting, they hear a new song, and then it's you know five minutes after, uh, you know, he put the pregame spread out and it's Hey, Emmett, uh, I want to change my song. I was like, Oh, Bobby's not going to be happy with you.
1: <laughs> I do. I do hate that, but, but, uh, it's been happening for seven, eight years now. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, so some fans think that MILB employees only work during baseball season, but that's actually true with you. What do yeah. you, what do you do in the off season?
0: Uh, a lot, a lot of hanging out. <laughs> nice. Um, but you know, I, I do have some hobbies that, that keep me busy. Uh, uh, coach, coach some soccer. Uh, I actually went out, went out to Ohio and coached at a college out there for one off season. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching back in my alma mater right now in Vermont. Here, that's what I did this past off season. So you know, I try to stay busy. Um, you know, some random jobs every now and then to make some cash. But a lot of hanging out, coaching, and then just. Just trying to stay busy.
1: Okay. Perfect. And so right now you don't travel with the team for Del Marva, but you did when you were with Beloit. yeah What was that like and where was your favorite and least favorite places to visit?
0: Uh, you know, I I enjoyed it a lot actually. That that was that was a good group out in Beloit. Uh oh, yeah. good staff too to travel with. Yeah. Uh especially, you know, first year out of college is Going to the Midwest, I'd only I think I'd been only I'd only been to like Chicago when I was like twenty during school, and that's okay. the only time I've ever been out there. So, you know, it's good to see a ton of different cities out in the Midwest. Um, my favorite cities were pro- I got a couple, probably uh, South Bend, Indiana. Um, yeah. actually, so you know, that's right where Notre Dame is. And we were there for a weekend series. Um, and it was actually supposed to be when I was going to be walking, uh, or when I was supposed to be walking for, for my college graduation. Right. And we were, we were in South Bend for Notre Dame's graduation. Ooh. So that, that, that was a good time, you know, not, not a get, knock against Castle in Vermont, but I, I think Notre Dame I knows that. how I have a little bit better time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> during graduation
1: weekend. <laughs> uh, I do remember you telling me some stories about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Another good spot, actually, was uh, some people might find this surprising, was Burlington, Iowa. That you know, yeah, stadium. Stadium's a little older, but uh, the hotel is is in a casino or attached to a casino. There was a good gym within walking distance, a good barbecue spot within walking distance, and you could walk to the stadium. So, you know, it's it's not all glamour when it when it comes to traveling minor league baseball. You know, if you have you have a few things close by within walking distance right. you set
1: right so where's your least favorite place to visit
0: i mean <laughs> if anyone else has been in the midwest league i think we might all have the same answer but clinton was tough clinton iowa was yeah. tough um you know it's the stadium was cool and unique and everything the hotel hotel was rough uh, i remember me and me and the strength coach we we asked the bus driver if we could if we could sleep in the bus uh, when, we, when we went to town there, that, that's how rough it was. But unfortunately, said no. So, you know, a few, few late night movies, uh, you know, get, get you through those days.
1: Okay. I do remember you telling me that now. But, yeah. So, part of your job is to facilitate all the jerseys to the players. And now, more than ever, there's specialty jerseys, you know, you know couple times at home, Sam, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. What has been your favorite jersey that your home team has worn in your career? Uh,
0: I don't know. I got, I got a few, few favorites. Right,
1: um, go for it. Uh,
0: well, you know, anytime there's, there's a Star Wars night, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so anytime there's, there's a Star Wars jersey, always a big fan of that. Okay. Um, in Delmarva, uh, the, the black maryland we did the, the was it maryland pride thursdays mm-hmm. the black one we did i think it was in 2019 or 2018 okay that last year or the year before it was the all black jersey with the maryland flag print on the sleeves that one yeah. was really nice um out beloit the the alternate there that it was navy blue and that had like yellow and green stripes oh, across the chest really and cool. sleeves to match yeah. kind of oakland's colors that one was nice Trying to think, Vermont. was oh, such a long time ago now. Vermont had a good, uh, good VP uh, hat. Uh, kind of just had like, of course, the lake monster. So it just kind of had the eyes and the top of the, the you know, the famous champ on, yeah. on the the face of the hat the, there. That that was a good hat. The
1: but, new logo or the old one?
0: The newer, the newer one. Okay. Not 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 the. I think they rebranded probably 2008, 2010 ish maybe. Yeah the like lime green and navy one okay yeah those hats are nice all
1: right and you mentioned that uh, part of your job is to um provide the meals and coordinate that what is the go-to meal for minor league baseball players in the clubhouse
0: go-to meal for guys coming in is definitely chipotle you know you see chipotle every day i i I do it myself too
1: um (laughs)
0: But then, but then, of course, another another favorite and easy one for catering is, is any kind of tacos, you know, chicken, beef, True. pulled pork tacos. You know, that's it's a g- good pregame meal. The strength coaches are always happy with it, and, you know, so are the guys. Um, you know, sometimes it can be tough, you know, sometimes 70 games at home, and then, you know, they're getting the same things on the road too. So 140 days, you got to get real creative to get some good meals in yeah. there. So, you know, come August – sometimes you are getting sick of the food but you know tacos are always a good go-to
1: <laughs> okay i love tacos but yeah. uh i know a, they eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly
0: oh yeah yeah
1: and particularly the latin guys love their chicken and rice yeah
0: right. Yeah. yeah the two staples you know if you go any any uh Any clubhouse across the country, I'm sure anywhere in the world, you're going to find those two things.
1: Okay. And so I tweeted and asked my followers what questions they would want to ask a minor league baseball clubhouse manager. And I had Paul Caputo on a couple episodes ago, and he's a minor league baseball blogger. He actually wrote Mm -hmm. a book about uh, minor league baseball logos, but uh, he's a blogger for sportslogos.net and he wants Mm -hmm. to know what is that smell
0: what is that smell
1: yeah
0: oh (laughs) i uh, i don't know i don't know where he's going with that one
1: i think Um, because he's done a lot of interviews in the clubhouse
0: yeah i I don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) sweat yeah probably sweat and dirt um you get
0: 20 28 guys in a, in a clubhouse after after playing in a game yeah there's a few few things you might be smelling in there <laughs> yeah
1: if i had to guess it'd be a mix of sweat dirt and like 28 pairs of cleats yeah um, yeah
0: yeah and then and then of course of course the chicken and rice too <laughs>
1: true true right. makes sense all right so we're gonna try something new right after this break uh Emmett requested that we do a Mount Rushmore. So um,
0: hey, I, I knew we're both fans of, of part of my take, you know. So not that yeah, they need any getting, more
1: plugs, but
0: Yeah, I know. But you know, <laughs> if one day when, when you're getting picked up by Barstool Sports, you know, you can look back and say, "Oh yeah, you know, we had the copy part of my take."
1: Yeah, I'm I'm down with it, but we got a very interesting Mount Rushmore when we come back from this break. So we are going to do the first Mount Rushmore, and it could be a flushmore depending on your thoughts on these. Yeah. But we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of unwritten baseball rules, and I should think not I think Emmett's at an advantage on this one.
0: Uh, maybe a little bit, but sh- should we explain it just in case anyone? Yeah, knows
1: yeah, what the, go what Mount for it. You can explain so, it.
0: Oh man, you're putting the pressure on me. Yep. You know? So it's pretty much just what I don't even know where that monument is somewhere
1: it's in west. the Dakotas somewhere
0: Dakota yeah somewhere so it's got I'm not, sh- not showing my education here very well I don't <laughs> even know who's on it <laughs> but just four, four important people of uh, US uh, history carved into a mountain and they call it Mount Rushmore so you know it's a, just a list of your top four things
1: yep yep so it's kind of like a draft as well because yep. Emmett and I are going to go back and forth so you're the guest. You go first.
0: All right. I um, think I gotta go with with the, the bean ball. You know, Ooh. just how that that polices the game. You know, if you're if you're coming in the second hot on the slide or something like that, you know that that's it's a deterrent because you know you might get you get hit your next up next time up. So okay, number one is I'm gonna go with the bean ball.
1: That is a good one. Um let's see here mine is going to be don't swing at the first pitch okay Classic, uh gyro you know. Jai- munoz would uh would differ with that
0: yeah but yeah yeah a few guys would
1: yeah but, but uh i i like that one it's
0: a good it's a good number one all right um all right this this one's this one's a little different it's a little outside of the the, the field here but, okay uh, it's it's when when you get a foul ball you get you got to give it to the kid nearby you, uh, you can't yeah. keep you can't be 50 years old fighting a little kid for for the for the foul ball you know grab it check it out but then you got to find the, the closest kid nearby and give it to
1: him okay and i wasn't really aware about this one until now but don't make the first out at third base you know, I I think I've
0: heard something. Don't make the. It's a what first or third out at at wait first or third
1: first first yeah hmm. that's interesting
0: yeah okay.
1: all right I have so seen high. it both ways though
0: yeah yeah all right um let's see this is my third third pick here mm-hmm. um I'm gonna go with uh when a pitcher gets pulled in the middle of an inning. Mm-hmm. they they stay in the dugout until that inning's over. Okay. No. I, it's you know, some with baseball where the, you know, starting pitcher, they just, you know, as soon as they're done, they go in and go in the clubhouse and get their get their work in there, you know. You right. don't see that in other sports if you get pulled, you know, you always stay on the bench, but that is one little unique thing is, you know, if they get pulled in the middle of the inning, they always see out the rest of the inning.
1: Okay. Yeah. I do like that one. And I'm surprised. The
0: respect that, thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I
1: think. Yeah. Okay, I'm surprised this one made it this far. But don't talk about a no hitter during a no hitter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone, if you work in baseball, if you're a baseball fan, I, you you got to know that one. Yep. Even if you're a fan and, and you know it's going on, you don't you don't say anything.
1: Exactly. All right.
0: Last one. Last one. All right. Um. We're going to go with when uh, when a catcher or an umpire, you know, gets hit with a foul tip or wears one or something. Mm-hmm. If it's the umpire, the catcher always walks the ball out to the to the, to the the pitcher. Or, you know, if the catcher wears a foul tip to the umpire, the umpire always, you know, swings off the plate or something or walks the ball uh, out to the pitcher. Give so him just, a little time. Yeah, right. give him a little, a little courtesy. A little courtesy time to recover there All on right. both ends, either catcher or umpire
1: i don't think i don't think i realized that one but
0: yeah it, it's you know when you watch uh 70 plus baseball games a year <laughs> you catch that
1: sure one. okay so and this one i'm surprised made it all the way to the last one never bunt to break up a no-hitter mm. yeah um, and i've seen that ri- that unwritten rule broken before
0: yeah i was going to say you might you might have some people you know some competitive people go against that one
1: yeah I, well especially if it's late in the game too
0: yeah 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 you know if there's one out left i'm not bunting but
1: no. you know
0: if it's a game that matters i don't know i might i might differ on that
1: one right right yeah but those but it's th- under it's
0: understandable yeah. yeah
1: yeah and that's that's the mount rushmore of unwritten yeah. baseball rules with emin and i all right so got that one it got a first mount rushmore out of the way yeah not, not a bad one no not first at all always. not at all and all right so let's get back to the interview here and how many baseballs do you think you go through in a season
0: a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's see. Umpires rub up eight dozen per game, 70 home games. What's that?
1: Eight, uh, eight times 70, that's 560.
0: Yep, 560, yeah, 560. So that's just for games. And then, you know, there's a whole rotation where game balls, game scuff game balls go to the, the bullpen bag. Once those get beat up, those go to the position throw bag. Once those get beat up, they become BP balls. Once those BP balls get rough, they become uh, cage balls. <laughs> so, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, you always – you know, sometimes, too, you got to freshen up the bullpen bag with, with fresh pearls or something. So, I, yeah, I would say over 600, which Easily. is probably low. Yeah, yeah. which is low because, you, you, you know – you were there that what, twenty-one inning game, you know. <laughs> oh. You're you're pushing you're pushing a whole case of baseballs right there for one game.
1: I want to talk about the twenty-one inning game again because I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Yeah, um, was
0: it? It was twenty-one innings, right?
1: Yeah, twenty-one innings. Yeah. So uh, it was bottom of the ninth, and I believe the score was three to two. Mm-hmm. Or two to one, this, maybe. But this was
0: before the the runner on second base oh, rule. Oh,
1: yes, this was the year before, and yeah. Ale- I
0: think we're the reason why that that. Yes, I am
1: pretty place. sure it was because we got some national news out of it. Honestly, oh yeah. yeah. Um, and Alejandro Juvier put a RBI double, um, in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up, mm-hmm. and then nobody scored for. 11 innings mm-hmm. and we went t- until what was that 130 in the morning
0: Oh uh, yeah must have been i don't know i've tried to erase that game from my memory but
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i think it was 130 in the morning and then a uh, thunderstorm came through and yep. we had to um del- you know um delay the game. We had to push, yeah, it.
0: push it push it to the next day. Yeah, we had to push Double it to header. the next
1: day. And so it was the twenty first inning and we we were playing the Lexington Legends and dude goes yard with the first pitch.
0: Yep. Yep. And it just ends it. And just
1: that was it. That was the Where end. Was well, I guess Where we did play the bottom, the bottom yeah, of the twenty first. Yeah, we we're home. Yeah. yeah, we played the bottom yeah. of the twenty first, and nothing happened. So, yeah, but yeah we played twenty one innings, and um, USA Today picked it up, and like we got a lot yeah. of national news about it. Honestly, yeah, right? but,
0: yeah, yeah. Could have used that that home run sixteen hours ago. At yeah. That point, you know, it doesn't matter who wins. Just on to the next one. <laughs> and
1: I don't know about you. But I was kind of shocked about how many people were left in the stands at one thirty in the morning.
0: You know, I I think it comes down to you know being part of a part of history at that point. You know, right? Like you said, you know, how many more years before another twenty-one inning game?
1: With these rules set in minor league baseball, um, which will I think they're going to be implemented in major league baseball at some point soon. I don't think that'll ever happen again
0: yeah what's what's your what's your take on that are you a fan of that or no the the runner on second uh whats it, after twelve
1: as a no it's 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 in the tenth inning it's is it yeah is it? um yeah. so as a minor league baseball employee i like it mm-hmm. now that i'm not in minor league baseball as a fan i don't like it okay, okay. so
0: I, I, I kinda think it makes sense because, you know, down the minors it's all about developing players for the future and honing skills and everything like that. Right. And I mean I'm I'm just I'm just a clubhouse manager, but I can't believe anyone is developing or getting any better at one thirty in the morning in the twentieth inning, you know. Yeah, you're right. So that's uh, I, I like it for the, for those reasons. You know, yeah. if you look at it through a development standpoint, I right. think I think it's for the better. All
1: right. Yeah, I I agree with you on that much, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, as a minor league baseball employee, I was like, come on, let, like I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've yeah. I've already been here for fifteen, sixteen hours. Like, come on, yeah, like yeah. But as a fan, you know, you like to see that in competition. But mm-hmm. yeah, I could go either way, honestly. But yeah, um. So, you talked about mudding a baseball earlier. How do you correctly mud a baseball?
0: Oh, man. All right. So, well, you got to start with the, the special mud, you know, the Mississippi mud.
1: Yeah, can you can you go into that? So, um, you had actually told me that every minor and major league game ball – like the mud is mudded clearly, but it all comes from one farm in Mississippi.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's just you know uh, urban legend or how much truth it has to it, but it's apparently there's there's some place and because it's called it's you know there's a tub of lily mud that I, I keep in my office and before it, you know you take the ball out of the wrapper and then you put a mud all over a brand new mu- ball make you know take the shine off of
1: it, which it is a called a pearl a pearl yes yes
0: yeah just take the pearl out of the packaging and put some nice brown mud on it um but yeah apparently it's all from this one place in mississippi and i don't know mlb is probably paying those people a lot of money but i don't i don't know how true true that is but yeah so you take the ball and you, you rub it up a little bit with this mud a little bit of water that soften up the mud got to make sure you don't get a lot on the laces so the pitchers can still grip the ball okay. It's just take the shine off of it um and just you know give give the ball a little little uh little texture
1: okay so have have like any games like been played with with a pearl if you will like do um,
0: not that yeah i mean if, if you're a good clubhouse manager you always have about five or six dozen Backup baseball rubbed up, okay. Uh, in in your office, so you know if if it goes into twenty one innings, um, you might not. <laughs> you, you got yeah, you got some backups for extra innings or, or for what whatever happens with you know if you run out of gamers for some reason, a ton of foul balls or whatever. Um, I would be surprised if if a pearl was used in the game. Okay, to be honest with you. All
1: right, I, I'm just a media guy. I don't I clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't know. Yeah, you know,
0: no, no. There's always always uh. At least I always keep about six dozen, you know, backup gamers rubbed up just All right. in case.
1: All right. Have you ever had to um, go into the store, like the team store, and steal some baseballs?
0: Uh, no, no. No? No. I always, uh, um, you know, sometimes there's some leftover uh, gamers and you bring them up for them to, okay. you know. baseball is their sacred you know all right you keep you keep good track of them
1: okay perfect and can you explain what a loop is i know what it is because you taught me but explain explain it to the listeners
0: yeah so it's uh it's uh i don't know circle with uh what are those clips called
1: like a bike helmet clip
0: yeah, like yeah. a bike helmet clip, yeah. a backpack clip. Yep. So you put you put all your clothes, you know, all your workout shorts, sliders, you know, undershirts. You put them through the loop, clip the loop, and then the and then it also has a little uh, string on there for your socks. So you you know you tighten down your socks on there, and then the loop uh, has
1: okay.
0: has your number on it. Mm-hmm. So when there's thirty guys is personal laundry going through the wash at one time it's all hooked together comes out of the washer goes in the dryer take it out of the dryer and then you just got to grab the loop read the little tag oh number 11 in his locker and all of his clothes are right there back ready for the next morning so it just if there wasn't loops i don't think i would do this job (laughs) because that would be a pain sorting sorting laundry
1: all right fair enough yeah i i didn't know like how that worked until you had explained it to me and i was like oh well that yeah. that makes perfect sense you know yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i remember i remember uh getting to getting to college and and being like what what is this what is this hanging in my locker right. <laughs> i don't know what to do with this you know you gotta ask the upperclassmen so you know if you're, if you're in any uh any athletic where, some, where, where someone is someone else is doing your laundry uh there's loops involved
1: all right perfect So when you do watch the game, you're usually watching from the dugout. Yeah. What's the best moment that you remember, and what was the reaction in the dugout?
0: Best moment. Oh, man. I probably have been there for a few. Um, I know one that I wish I was in the dugout for was when – you I know, you probably know what I'm yes. talking about here when JC hit that home run. A um, grand
1: slam, a walk-off grand slam. Yeah,
0: walk-off grand slam after getting no hit. Yep. Uh, I was actually up in the clubhouse for something, probably probably getting getting something ready for the end of the game and okay. I'm coming back down and I'm in a tunnel. And of course, I, that's I, I watched it from the tunnel and I mean even then it was nice to see, you know, True. get a win like that that early in the season. I was in that's the press you, box
1: and it was nice, man. I was going wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at least I got to see it. I wasn't wasn't inside listening listening to Will on the radio or anything. I got <laughs> to see it in person. But uh, for a moment, uh, probably probably those playoff games. I can't remember a specific moment from or the one the one or yeah the playoff games. You know, it's just one hundred and forty games. You know, game eighty six doesn't really matter and can get boring. But right. when it comes to playoffs, you know. It, everything matters. Every pitch matters. So everyone's, you know, that that much more into the game. So yeah. probably probably watching watch uh that playoff game last year yeah. in the dugout. That that was nice. Definitely memorable.
1: I'm still upset about that, honestly. Mm-hmm. So the Shorebirds won like 92 games that season, mm-hmm. and yep. um, we we had one home playoff game, and we lost one nothing, and yep. it was just. Man, we Tough. we dominated the league that year.
0: Yeah, I'm stu-
1: I'm still upset about it.
0: Hey, that's baseball, though, right? Yep,
1: that is that is baseball, man. That's, that's anybody, that's anybody why can they beat play anybody on a given day.
0: Yep, that's why they play the game.
1: Yep, exactly. So we started working together in Wisconsin in Beloit.
0: Mm-hmm. Are
1: there any 2016? Yeah. Are there any stories that you want to share with the listeners about our time working together there? Or or in general because, you know, you came to Maryland after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Wisconsin, you know, the the famous the rock, you know. You and I heard listened to the episode when you had Mitch on. Mitch Hoot in there groundskeeper <laughs> for what, michigan White Caps. Yeah. Is that what yep. Is? Yeah. You guys talked about the rock and Here we are talking about the rock, you know, (laughs) nice little watering hole in Beloit.
1: It is, the rock is perfect because it was right on the river, Mm -hmm. um, so it had a nice view. Um, And you can go, you can eat inside or outside, depending on the weather, clearly. Um, But all around, good food, good service. It was one of those places that I walked in and i had a drink before i even sat down because mm-hmm. the bartenders all knew me um yeah just and, and they were sponsors of the team so yep. it just worked all the way around and it was on my way home from work and it was just yeah. perfect yeah
0: definitely definitely a, a small community out there you know with yeah. them being a sponsor and you know no know, knowing and seeing them at the ballpark and us being patrons of theirs you know right that's nice plus i i to. that's where i think you introduced me to uh cheese curds cheese curds yes. and uh and spotted cow you know ooh, so, yeah
1: i haven't had I've, a spotted I've, cow in years
0: i i went out i was visiting a buddy in milwaukee uh when the team was on the road in may and had had a couple spotted cows out there so that, that was nice
1: spotted cows shout out right uh
0: new glaris brewery Ooh. Or new, new Glarus, New Glarus. Yeah, New Glarus, right? Yeah. Um, new Glarus out in Wisconsin.
1: Oh, man, you just, you're making me crave it right now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, um, have you kept up with the, the stadium, everything going on in Beloit?
0: I saw something on Twitter, I want to say it was last week, about the new stadium. And then I saw someone tweet something. Is it on, like, the Wisconsin-Illinois line? Or is it close to it?
1: Because I yeah. want to say
0: I saw a, t- a tweet about like being able to hit a foul ball or a home run across state lines.
1: Yes, you you probably would honestly because okay. where I lived in Beloit, um, this might have been it. Yeah, yeah. Where I lived in Beloit, I could walk to the nearest McDonald's and it was in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so I,
0: that's definitely you know that. It, by the pictures and everything I've seen, it looks like a, a good ballpark, you know, it's a good community out there. They deserve it.
1: Yeah, they um, they do. Um, and
0: having something like something unique like that, you know, that will, that will help get some attention out there for them.
1: Absolutely. And so the most recent news is like they're still going to break ground on the stadium, but mm-hmm. the guy that's supposed to buy the Snappers, he he's managing the team this year. He's got a deal um you know saying like like hey i'm going to buy the team i'm going Mm -hmm. to i'm going to run it this year and as we build the new stadium and so apparently the sale like with everything going on right now with COVID 19 and um mlb is going to take over minor league baseball operations at some point and that kind of stuff um the, the sale didn't go through um really? but they're still going to continue to work on the stadium and but nobody nobody is worried about it because they're well, saying like they're they're going to just push the sale back is yeah. Of, yeah. officially yeah yeah so I'm excited yeah. about it I mean yeah. God knows the people in beloit deserve it like I so people who have never been to beloit, i will explain this so beloit was didn't have like all the money in the world like some minor league teams and they relied on volunteers to run their concession stands and so i was the director of food and beverage for a year and you would schedule certain groups on on certain nights And they would run the concession stands, And they were volunteers not getting paid a dime. Like, yeah, they they could probably pick up, like, a a cheeseburger or a hot dog at the end of the night or something like that. But, like, they're not getting paid. They're taking time out of their family to volunteer at the concession stands to keep the Beloit snappers afloat.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's a diehard fan right there. It
1: is, and they absolutely deserve a new stadium um, with a new owner, and I wish them all the success in the world, clearly, because I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> yeah. in, into that yeah. stadium, and so did you.
0: Yeah, and I was only there for one year, so I can only imagine.
1: But I remember you on that. a ladder and... Helping me hang up signs in the oh, yeah, in yeah. the preseason. That's,
0: that's before didn't before I went to spring training. So I yeah. came out a little early to help get the stadium set up, and I remember it's about you know a week two weeks before opening day, and we got four inches of snow out there on the field and <laughs> hanging up signs.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Good times. Yeah. Good, good times. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna wrap this episode up. Where can the listeners find you on social media, Emmett?
0: Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm on Twitter, but I, I don't think I have tweeted anything ever. A couple of retweets every now and then, but it's just my name, Emmett Ackerman. Um, so if you want to see a retweet from me uh, once every four months, you can go ahead and follow me there. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm not, not too active on social media.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that doesn't that doesn't help us out much, but okay.
0: Yeah, I, so I wish I could offer you, offer the listeners more, but
1: <laughs> you should share and retweet and whatever um, this post when it comes out.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, that'll right. be my next retweet. I'll, right. I'll start any anything pulling tarp. I will start retweeting and favoriting. Yes. I'll try to try to help you out a little bit.
1: Perfect. Right? All right. So we end every episode with the same question. What has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song in your career and whose was it?
0: So I knew this question was coming because you know I've listened to it in previous episodes and I wouldn't say it's necessarily my favorite but anytime I hear Benny in the jet, all I can think about is Joe Benny.
1: <laughs> so Just. I will break this to you. Michael Berskowski already used that. Really? Yeah, because I, so he he was with Burlington, um, uh, and he would come to Beloit all the time, and he he had used that one. Wow.
0: I I mean I'm a listener, but I guess I'm not a diehard listener. If I missed <laughs> that one. Damn. Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know. there's been a few good ones. Uh, you know, Seamus – With all Seamus's, he's got to have. There's got to be one good song in there somewhere
1: (laughs) um i think so joe delucia used good life by kanye west um Mm -hmm. that was his favorite you got it always uh got any more
0: i was always trying to convince uh ogren um to to put some heavy metal on there okay but he never would you know he'd he'd throw motley Crue or something like that on there shout out the devil i think he had for a little bit yeah I still me and him you know he's a good good guy and we we still text each other every now and then but it won't won't be a conversation or anything it'll just be we find a new song and we'll just send it spend the spotify link to each other so you look at our text thread it's just but i was always trying to convince him to do something heavy metal but he he never would i don't know why
1: okay but he he did uh shout out to the devil
0: Uh, yeah i i think it was him Okay. he had shout at the devil molly crew i do re-
1: I yeah i do remember that now it was okay. either
0: him or Seamus, one, one of the two no it
1: definitely <laughs> wasn't Seamus. i'm pretty yeah. sure
0: well yeah i know he had new one every day so he did
1: <laughs> uh, between yeah, him and yeah. bj boyd they always they always change yeah. their walk-up songs every day
0: yeah hey but, you know i if i was a player i think you would hate me because i would probably do the same thing
1: yeah, you
0: know, so yeah. you know, if it's if it's gonna help them help them that night, you know, I'm all for
1: it. All right, fair enough. Well, thank you so much, Emmett, for coming on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, having a drink with me and catching up. And uh, hopefully, we can do this again sometime.
0: Oh yeah, of course. It's you know something to do with this COVID nineteen, you know. But Absolutely. any any time I can support you support you and your your podcast, you know. I'll, I'm all for it.
1: All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Emmett.
0: Yeah, take care, buddy. All right, you too. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at Stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.